This is Max from My Own Will, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. We are violent, negative, pissed off disc golfers, <laughs> and avoid hornets in the nut. Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce Moore. And I'm Chris Seegers. And today we've got Max Kushner from My Own Will. Man, when you sent me this track the other day to hear... I just about jizz my pants. <laughs> it's pretty crazy stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's super heavy. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a throwback to new metal. And like, it's like Pantera and, and new metal and, and kind of more modern production style. It, I was just, I didn't stop listening. I sent it to everyone I know. <laughs> that's I know, into that's metal. A, that's the beauty of this. We keep finding all these weird, uh, not all these weird, but all these new music. And uh, I never thought of people are reaching out i was telling you earlier we should start like focusing on some stuff because i've got people sending me stuff hey can you play this on the show or hey can you do this oh man i the more music that we can expose ourselves to i mean if we're exposing ourselves to great music that only helps people in the world expand their metal horizons i 100 percent agree so yeah. i'm thinking you know i was telling you earlier that uh for last time we were talking about my buddy dale who's one of our big supporters from right from the beginning he loves all the stuff but his biggest thing is he keeps saying like, this is just like a, a great conversation there's no like real agenda we don't even know where we're going to end up we just kind of do our shit and and see what happens and it's pretty cool oh it's awesome i love it and we've got some crazy stories out of people too which is also good <laughs> <laughs> got some really good stories. Yeah, I don't know how we get some of them, but yeah, we kind of. I guess maybe because we make people feel at ease, and then they just uh, do their thing. I'm not sure. I don't know. The only thing missing from this, my own will's been on repeat all week for me. I haven't stopped listening to that track. I'm just so. I think. I think the recording of it is really unique. You know, they've kind of created this really weird mid rangey kind of sound that is different from every other recording that I hear. And I've kind yeah. of been analyzing it and wondering, like, it's kind of some strange decisions, and yet somehow I'm just in love with it. And then, yeah, um, I mean, uh, I'm not a big new metal fan. I never have been, but you're right. I think it mixes the two well enough where I'm like, wow, this is pretty killer. Yeah. And then right before I got on with you here, I was listening to Thunder Kiss 65 by Zombie, White Zombie. Really? And I haven't heard that track in forever. <laughs> and I just hit play on this, like, YouTube made this suggested playlist for me and it started out with dock and break the chains i uh, see now you're talking my language <laughs> yeah the yeah i like and then it went on to alice in chains uh man in the box and then thunder kiss 65 came on i was like youtube you know me too well i don't know if i'm comfortable with it but i like it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know either but you know what i i got the new white snake album oh uh, yeah for review and you know i I know he's up there in age, and we talked about this already, but, and I've heard live he's not all that well, but boy, this freaking album, dude, it's off the chain. I'll have to check it's it got, out. Yeah, it's moved with the time, so it's got some really cool, like, you know, 2019 sort of elements to it, but it's still got that, that white snake thing. And the, um, Hulkstra, the guitar player, he's still got all those riffs, man. And it's like really riff heavy. It brought me back like right to 89, 90, whenever that was. Oh, amazing. Reb Beach is playing in that band too, is he not? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that's guy, pretty amazing. That guy can shred. Yeah, that's a very talented band. And I know, you know, um, Coverdale is pretty old, and he, but he's still got the pipes on, at least recording wise. 
Oh, Coverdale's always had the hottest bands. Like for a while, who did he have? Adrian Vandenberg, Rudy Sarzo. Um, I can't remember the drummer's name. Uh, he played with Ozzy. Aldrich. Maybe Tommy Aldrich. It might be Tommy Aldrich. Yeah. He was like he played with Ozzy for a while. He's played with a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. And then their other guitar player. Uh, oh God, I can't remember his name, but he quit right before the release of the White Snake White Snake album. And he was, was also that Vandenberg. Uh, not Vandenberg. No, Vandenberg was killer. I mean, oh my God! Yeah, the the to be, you want to hear a story? The first concert I ever saw was Motley Crue Girls 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 in 1987. I was like 12 years old, and <laughs> so I go to this concert and White Snake's opening up, and and I've never seen a live band in my life. At that point, I had never seen one, and I walk in. And they open up it with uh, Still of the Night. And I've just, my mind was blown. Even at that age, you know, he's grabbing those notes and just hammering them. I was just blown away. Oh, yeah. And he's such stage presence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It still pisses me off, though, that they redid, they re recorded that record and changed every song. That pisses me right off, you know? Yeah. And they added a lot of keyboards and made it a whole lot softer. Yeah. It's just bullshit sorry to swear so much but it really makes me angry no. i heard it on the radio Dude, the we were other talking- day. i heard it on the radio the other day and i looked at my wife and i was like this isn't the song and she's just like what do you mean <laughs> this is the song i was like it is not the song no <laughs> they- and you know we're, you're worried about your language but we were talking about like instrumental masturbation early uh, in the last episode so i don't think there really is a okay cool cool I think we're good. Hey, I just got a text from Max. You want to do this, and then we'll continue afterwards? Yeah, you got it. Hey, Chris, that's Max. Max, Chris. What's going on? Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. So thank you for taking the time to do this. Uh, We Mm -hmm. won't keep it too long. I know we were just talking a little bit earlier. Chris was pretty excited when I uh, sent him the the track earlier earlier in the week to do this. Oh, my my God. I haven't stopped listening to this track the whole time. Like Really? Yeah. To be honest with you, I can't even remember the name. Because it's just been on repeat in the background for the whole week. <laughs> just on repeat. I sent it's a it great out. Song. <laughs> I sent it out to everybody I know that loves metal. That's fantastic. Yeah. Obviously, I'm sure you noticed one thing on there. There is I'm not playing bass. <laughs> there you go. Oh no! But I am in the video. Well, there you go. I'm the main character. <laughs> so there so, you go. <laughs> okay. So then, how did you end up playing bass? Um, I actually was playing. I was asked to fill in last December for them. I was in another band, and they were like, hey, can you fill in for us? And eventually, it just kind of turned into our singer Dave, and the rest of the band was like, I kind of like this guy. (laughs) Then Dave decided to start a hashtag, Max joined my own will, 2019 or 2018, whichever one. (laughs) And then it started spreading everywhere, and everyone was like, dude, you need to do it. And eventually I was like, I'm going to do it. And then at the um, we played a, a pizza show with traders and such, and we were asked to, and then I announced I'm in the band, and everyone freaked out. It seemed <laughs> to be this big thing. Hey, he's playing bass in this band now. Hey, man. Nice. When people get excited about bass players, you know you're doing a good thing. <laughs> I guess so. I, <laughs> hey, Actually, I'm a bass player. I, I, got, I got a Fender Jazz back here. But, there you uh, go. I got a Fender uh, Aerodyne sitting in my uh, little studio behind me. Nice. In the other room. Yeah. And I got my nice ESP. Ah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to start this off because it, 
Max, you seem like a super nice guy. We're having a good time. But I'm looking at your Facebook page here, and it says you are violent, negative, and pissed off. How, do you, uh, <laughs> how oh. are you justifying the difference between the two, and is it hard to change characters? Because obviously you're not a violent, pissed-off dude. I'm sitting here talking to you, and you're... <laughs> um, it's kind of you got aggression in the music. It's kind of emotion. Your emotion, you know, everything's going. The pissed-off and angriness is, you know product of that heavy music but it's also got a lot of emotion sitting in it you know so so i can say you know it's think of it as like just really angry emotions that you know you're trying to get out <laughs> okay so we've talked about this with other art or other people on the podcast before and do you find it like cathartic in a way is it a way to just like get out you know the week shit the end of the um, week kind of stuff let's go play or how does um, for me personally, it's, it's like that. I kind of, I find it, if it's a great stress relief, but also at the same time you ever see us live, I have a massive smile on my face too, because right. I, I love doing this. It's a great time. So it's kind of here and kind of 50, 50. Right. But it's not like you're, you're smiling because you're violently pissed off. You enjoy being violently pissed off. It's just, you're yeah. getting your, getting your shit out. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a lot of emotion, and it, it's fantastic. It's like the best stress relief I could get. Right. Those four strings are much better than uh, hundred dollar an hour therapy. Yeah. Hey, I, could, yes, I completely agree. I'd rather bang on a bass than I go to therapy. Four <laughs> strings or five? Yeah, uh, five string. Ah. All right. So my bad. So yeah. hey. five strings banging on Old them are better than hundred dollars in therapy. Banging on a tow cable too. It's huge. <laughs> it's like uh what is it? Instead of like a one thirty gauge one forty five, it's like a fat bass string. What? What are you guys tuned to? <laughs> Drop G. Drop oh. G. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. I mean, we're not on the uh on the level of some people who are like Drop E, the heaviest thing ever, and you can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So drop G is that? I'm not sure where White Chapel is at, but that's probably probably right around there, right? Well, they I remember their their older stuff was in drop A. I'm not sure their newer stuff, to be honest. And a lot of bands seem to be picking up on a lower tuning too. Like drop G seems to be more popular than it was. That's low. So, I mean that that rattles the bones for sure. Oh, it does. It's very uh, very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about. Um, your tour plans are you gonna are you coming to dc that's my biggest concern because i live in dc coming to dc um i'm not sure yet we're planning i know summer there's gonna be something happening can't really say much there i hope though i hope to be going to dc honestly i want to go all over the u.s yeah yeah i mean even if you made it to baltimore i'd be happy i can still get there yeah (laughs) i i'm I think something's in the works, but I'm not sure. As I said, I kind of I'm told things. It's like you're right. going here. Okay, <laughs> cool. You guys have any new music in the works, or what do you? Uh, what's the plan? Um, right. I mean, we're we're mostly pushing like discussed. We do have some stuff we've been working with and things like that, but mostly it's been kind of pushing, discussed, and kind of working with that. Okay. So Chris and I were talking a few minutes ago, and we've in the few podcasts we've done here, we've been able to get some really good stories out of people. So I'm going to, do you have like a, the worst onstage gear failure story? Oh, worst onstage <laughs> gear failure story. <laughs> I, uh, have I, you're, you're giving me nightmares, Bruce. I mean, 
with my own will, I've been very fortunate that I haven't really had much. There was only one real bad portion of it where uh, I think was it. I think it was we were playing with Battlecross. I think that was the show. It was in December, and um, my wireless. No, wait. Now I remember what it was. Now you got me, Lincoln. It was in Ohio. We played in Toledo, Ohio, and my bass, my um, guitar player, just fixed it. And some way, somehow, I guess I was throwing my bass too much, and it just stopped working. I had no clue what it was, and I ran off the stage, grabbed my backup, came back up, finished the set, and then my guitar player opens it up a couple days later, and he said, you broke the input jack. I don't know what you did. And I twisted and like broke it. Wow. And then I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that was, my, that was probably my worst. I don't think I've had anything catastrophic. That's Let's pretty say. good because I've asked this question in the past to other people, and I was on the 70,000 Tons of Metal cruise, and I asked the guys from Saltatio Mortis. I think that's the way mm -hmm. they pronounce it. And he gave me this story. They were over at playing in Vakken or Wacken or however you want to pronounce yeah. it, and a hornet went up his shorts and stung him in the nuts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he was the, he's the drummer, and he's drumming, and a hornet oh. stung him in the nuts, and they're in front of however many people are out there. And he said his nut swelled up like the size of a grapefruit, but he kept playing through it. Oh. If that's oh, not I mean, metal as fuck, I don't play. know what is. That is very metal, I will say. <laughs> that oh, that sounds painful. I hope that never happens. To me. I that. But I mean, we're well. I, hell, we're playing the Gathering of the Juggalos on the outside, so who knows what could happen? Maybe, right. maybe yeah. the Hornet will come find me. I'm going to give you one more, just because we're we're yeah. in this. So I did one with Steve Austin of Today is the Day. Okay. And he was playing some big European festival, and he stepped out on stage. First song, Mike wasn't grounded when he touched it. He sh got zapped and shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> he, so he had so he had a kiss moment. He had the Ace Frehley moment. He shocked himself and stuff. Yeah, shit but he pants. shit his pants, and then he didn't know what to do, so he played the rest of his show. <laughs> oh my god! Now that's a shit set. Oh. <laughs> man, that, that's metal right there. That is. That's, man, my stuff is tame. Oh, man. I mean, I, I'm going to need some catastrophic failure to give, tell people now, but I don't want it. <laughs> Before I understood impedance and yeah. how amps yeah, right. go into cabinets, I actually blew up an amp on stage. It started smoking, and the fire department showed up. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> it's always a good time. Oh, it was great. Yeah. The bar, the bar owner loved me. <laughs> and I've uh, honestly, I've I, when I was um, in Houston, I used to play in like this improv group, and we would just go do just about anything you can think of. And what we did one day, we played in front of this place called Natsuo, and we were like, we're going to do the Star Spangled Banner. Not very well, of course. And we that was already called the Star Mangled Banner because we didn't play very well. So what we did is kind of my uh, the guy who runs the whole ringleader of it was like, I'm going to shoot fireworks off. <laughs> In the middle of downtown, and the buildings aren't very close together. <laughs> nice. So, and yeah, we didn't have, they weren't very happy about that. And that's like on top of the glitter we've thrown around everywhere else and angered the bartenders there too. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. You know. I see on your Facebook page here something that really piques my interest. Okay. Disc golf. Di what? Whoa. Oh, that's on <laughs> disc oh, golf. Dude. I play. <laughs> oh man, it is killer. <laughs> I love disc golf. Me and my boys play. Man, I I need to play some disc golf. To be honest, that's where it's like what I joined this band like obviously this year and I'm I haven't even read that. 
I, there's some stuff on there. I so I get disc golf. I'm like, uh, when's the last time I played disc golf? So let me get it straight. You're not a violently pissed off negative disc golfer. <laughs> you know that that would that would be very entertaining. I would love to see a violently pissed off angry disc golfer. I it just <laughs> I've seen it. It's scary. It it's might have scary. been me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that maybe, like, maybe if a hornet had snuck up your shorts and stabbed <laughs> you in the nuts while you were throwing, you'd be violently pissed off. Violent, man, sounds like someone get hurt over that. <laughs> I'm gonna just throw a disc golf just anywhere. I can't right. throw a frisbee if my life depended on it. Every time I go play, I'm like, "Fuck! I just lost another one." <laughs> that's that's how I am. I'm not exactly the greatest with uh, that much either. In Vancouver, they have like disc golf set up in the forest. It's crazy on the sides of mountains yeah. and stuff. It's amazing. That sounds, that sounds awesome. It is, yeah. Especially because no cops go there, so you can just drink beer all the time. You just give her. <laughs> Getting drunk and doing disc golf. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> so pretty much it's just drinking and walking around chasing your frisbees. Mostly, yes, yeah. Exactly. Looking yeah. for them and not trying to get ticks. <laughs> yep. Basically, <laughs> I mean, Hey, you'd probably enjoy it, though, and then forget about it the next day. <laughs> yeah. What else you got, Chris? Uh, I don't really have much else. I, I, I don't know much about this band because I just learned about it Ooh. this week when I found out we were doing this right. podcast. So just so you know, um, I'm kind of new to metal. I, I haven't been following it my whole life. I only got into it in about 2011 or so. So for me, doing this podcast is a way about learning new artists and exposing myself to new music and trying to figure it all out. So, I oh, may, that's awesome! I, I actually may, listened to an earlier podcast yeah. about that. I think like the first or second one. You said you were into hair metal. Oh you know, yeah, metal. yes. So that's you where know, I come from. So actually, it's really cool. That careful, you careful, from, careful. No, no, it's, no, no, no. I'm not talking bad about it. <laughs> I'm the I guy with from, the delete button. I can dump no, no, it at I, any I, moment. So no, I love hair metal. Okay. I'm not the guy who doesn't know. <laughs> my my absolute favorite band is Kiss. I love okay. Kiss. You know, Dawkins, fantastic. Rad, oh, Queens, Reich. I mean, let's, yes, yes. I, enough, enough's enough too. I mean, let's. Oh say, my God, that's old school. Boom. It's it was when I heard that I was like, I need to tell, I need to like bring this up. Enough's enough it's is like metal. underground hair metal. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's just right. fantastic. I'm gonna go real underground. One of my favorite bands still okay. to this day is the Faster Pussycats. I love. Oh my God, Tammy oh, Down is killer. Actually, what is it? A friend of mine went to go see Striper. I think ah, I like the that other too. Story. They're they're coming around. I'd like to go see them. They are also man. I I wish I could see Wasp at least once, but they never come here. Yeah, are I've they seen still them a few touring? Times, you don't. They're unbelievable. Ooh. Is yeah, Wasp still touring? Jackie Lawless is a man. Yeah, they they only tour in Europe though. They kind yeah. of America is not their big thing anymore. They do very well in there. Yeah. I saw him a few years back where he did that whole. I can't think what it's called now. That whole opera. Where they had the screens up with Chainsaw Charlie and I, I don't know what it's I can't think of it offhand, but they did the whole opera thing. He had the, it was pretty much quite right. He had Frankie Benali and Carlos Cavazzo and all those guys and him up front, and it was just off the chain. Really, need, really good. I need to look this up. I did not know. So yeah, just, I can't think okay. what the name of that record is now. But yeah, look it up. It's it's the concept album with Chainsaw Charlie, and it's it was okay. really good. And they had like you know a bunch of screens and kind of actors, and it was a full on great production. That sounds cool. Now I and I it. actually saw them back in like eighty three or eighty four in the clubs where he wore the uh, where they threw the the meat out in the audience and yeah. wore that crotch saw. I know that yeah. whole thing. Yeah, 
Oh man. Wow. So yeah, they're great. What about LA That's Guns? A, I mean, they're LA one of my all time favorites. I LA think Guns are fantastic too. Oh man, Cocked and Loaded was such a good record. Recorded terribly, all all freaking digital. You know, yeah, early sounds- early digital, you know, where it was thin. But then Hollywood Vampires would have been such an amazing record, but they just fucked the shit. Oh, sorry, pardon my language. They just, the recording was just like, they tried to do like this old 70s recording. I was, just didn't understand it. Yeah. But the a new lot of LA Guns. to go into that. Like, uh, Kiss did it on, uh, I think it was Monster when they put it in like the 2000s. They were like, we're going yeah. all back to analog. It was a great sounding record, but I don't think you could tell the difference between this digital and analog tape that you spent a lot of money on. No, no, God, no. Not with tape at $250 a roll. My God. Yeah. For 15 minutes. (laughs) That's scary. It's like, oh, don't screw it up. It's $250 down the drain. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, come on. That's a drop in the bucket for Gene. He's probably going to license the tape anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. He'll throw it in his vault. Right. <laughs> My favorite thing is when the Foo Fighters, on one of their records, they cut up the tape into one-inch yeah. pieces and then put it in the CD jackets and sent it out. That's cool. That yeah. is, I like really? that. Really? That is, that is fantastic. Yeah. That's what, cool to me. They were trying to do an experiment to see if enough fans would get together, and each they put grease pencil on the back of each tape piece of tape with a number on it, and they wanted to see if fans would get together and re- reconstruct the tape. <laughs> I mean, it's a great idea. I don't know how many people you're going to get in a room to do that. <laughs> or or in a venue, right? Everybody's like going to bring it. Yeah, it's yeah. That's legit. Right on. So uh, when you guys, you haven't been with the band long, and, mm-hmm. and you say you're kind of working on stuff, you're kind of not working stuff, who's leading the songwriting for you guys? Um, As far as the songwriting goes, it seems... It almost seems equal, to be honest. It's mostly between me, our guitarist, Kyle, and our drummer, Danny. We'll usually get together. In some cases, they'll have stuff written up. Or if I'm not there in my home studio, I'll record some stuff, send it over to them, and be like, hey, this might be a good idea. And then when we get in the practice space, we'll kind of work it out. And then we'll sit there and record our ideas. Danny will program drums to it, and we'll get a, a basic demo ready. Cool. What what uh, what drum software are you using? Well, um, I'm not sure what they're. I th- I think they're using Stephen Slate drums, from what I know. Cool. Yeah, yeah those are great they sound library. really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I usually use Superior Drummer myself, but they usually Danny's fantastic at programming, so I let him use what he uses. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Programming drums is a bitch. Oh, I agree. That's why I'm like. I do it sometimes, and I'm very fortunate. I got some like loop packs of like normal, uh, just generic drum beats that work. Yeah, yeah. And be like, here's what I'm thinking. Just work around it. That's very cool to hear that you guys aren't afraid to embrace technology that way. You know, there's some no. some bands won't, don't want to embrace that technology, which is fine. That's that's their own prerogative, right? Um, you know, like Bruce really likes it when people get in a room together and and just give her the whole time. And right. I'm I'm kind of in in both camps, you know. Sometimes I like to work with people from somewhere else, and other times it's fun to get in a room, you know. But I've that, had I agree. I've had so many drumsticks thrown at my head because I'm such an asshole <laughs> in the jam space. That oh, <laughs> honestly, it's great to have both that we kind of sit in both camps as well. 
And mostly, I mean, we'll sit down, but there are other times like, oh, hey, I got a riff. Can you jump on the drum kit and play to it? Be like, yeah, that sounds good. And be like, well, what do you want to come up next? And so it, it goes both ways, and it's fantastic. It works very well. I just found the recording really interesting. It's it's quite different. You know, it's a it it sounds really heavy and modern, but right. from a frequency perspective, it it really grabbed mm-hmm. my attention. It sounds very mid rangey. It's and a lot of metal yeah. really avoids that mid range. It, it it almost seemed it seemed like a rebellion on the rebellion, if that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems. Because when I joined the band, when I started hanging out just with um, you know Kyle and Danny and us talking about recording, they showed me their demos and they sound fantastic. They have a very good ear for understanding the whole speaker frequency spectrum and knowing where things need to sit. And it seems that carried over to what Disgust happened with Disgust is the same exact idea where we we made sure everything sounded full as opposed to sounding heavy on one end or the other. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It was it really it really yeah. grabbed my attention right away, and yeah, like um, when it first when I when the song started, I was like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't sound normal, right?" And but it, I was like, "But that I like that. I don't hear mid range anymore." You know, it, it sounds really cool. When I first heard it, I was blown away. They had the way they had it mixed. I was like, "This sounds great. This sounds very ballsy." You know, it it's. They did it different, and it worked very well for them. It did. For us, in this case. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I hope it wasn't too bad for you. We try and make it completely different than any other interview you've been on. Oh, no, this is awesome. I'm so glad you guys had me on. I I won't lie. I was a little nervous. I'm always nervous when I do anything, but this was fantastic. Oh, no. This podcast is just about having conversations with people. It's not like, why don't you tell me about your new single? You know, tell me about your, your new single. So, what did you do? So, how, what did you think? How were yeah? That yeah. Time, what were you feeling when it happened? What were you? How no. did you come up with the band name? You know, we're not going to ask yeah. those kinds of questions. Yeah, that honest. I was. Yeah, that's actually what I when I listened to the other um, one of the episodes. I I was like, oh, this is cool. It's just like a conversation. <laughs> that's what we've been striving for from the beginning. So I'm glad you got it, and I'm glad you didn't mind being on here. It's yeah. fantastic, and I've had a great time. Awesome. Fucking A, awesome, dude. Awesome, man. Cheers. Thanks for taking the time. We'll see oh, you yeah, soon. Yeah. Thank you. Right, Thank later. you, guys. Yeah. Right up. Bye. All right. Not bad, right? Pretty good. Yeah. I love the wasp sting in the nuts story. I've never heard that one before. Oh, dude, yeah. That was... Uh, remember those guys? Were you on the boat when those guys were playing the... I know you were there, but they were playing the uh, on the pool deck one night. They had those... Like bagpipes or some weird. Oh yeah, yeah. Were you up on the deck? Those guys, Saltatio Mortars or something. They're just some older guys that play this really cool, like folk metal stuff. Yeah, they and were. He on, told me that whole story. They were on this year too, I think. Yeah, he told me the whole story about they were out playing whacking, and he sat down at the drums, and a hornet went up there, went up his shorts, and stung him in the nuts. Wow. And it, yeah, and he, <laughs> the show must go on, so he kept playing. <laughs> I mean. I thought Dave Grohl was the man for playing with a broken leg, but my God, yeah. like a broken Can leg is nothing compared to a stung nut. <laughs> <laughs> and that story with Steve uh, with Steve Austin, where he actually shit himself for being electrocuted. That's that's legit. <laughs> he said it was instant. He touched the mic and his bowels voided like immediately. <laughs> it's like, oh well. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if the sound guy got fired. 
<laughs> I don't know, but I couldn't imagine like fit, running through the next hour with a full pants, no, crap running down your legs. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. If you... <laughs> Normally the band's crossing nice. the stage on that show. Everyone's on one side. He's over there. <laughs> Stand in one spot. We don't want to slip in your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Take the mic to the far left. We'll hang out on the right. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that was a good story. Yeah, that's a good one. But anyway, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. He was a good guy, and uh, that song is great, so hopefully it'll give us use to to it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Anything else on this one? I don't think so. It's nice and short, quick, snappy. Yeah, I think so. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel... They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.